All right. All meetings are to be open and closed properly according to the Circle 7 and love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. All rise and face the east of the Moish American Trail. This is Muslim Mission 30 of the Moorish Science Temple of America in Columbus, Ohio. Giving the highest praise to the Most High Father God Allah. Honors to our divine prophet, Noble Dwali, for bringing us our divine creed and nationality so we may learn instead of hate. Honors to the forerunner, Marcus Mosiah Garvey, for preparing the way for our prophet. Honors to the adepts, sheiks, and all the faithful Moors that make up the grand body of the Moorish divine and national movement. Honors to the first Supreme Grand Sheik appointed by the prophet Emiliel. Honors to the current Supreme Grand Sheik. Honors to the Grand Council of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Islam. All right. Thank you. Gratitude. All right, Islam. Uh, Brother Jackson Bay, would you please read our divine constitution and bylaws? Islam, she, I rise giving perfect praise to Allah and honor to the Prophet Jawali, honor to the foremother, and honor to the Asiatic nations and the Muslims all over the world. Salvation, Allah, unity, the more science temple of America, the divine constitution of Bible, <laughs> Act 1, the Grand Sheik and the chairman of the more science temple of America is empowered to make law and enforce law with the assistance of the prophet and the grand body of the Moorish Science Temple of America. The assistant grand sheik is to assist the grand sheik in all affairs if he lives according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, and it is known before the members of the Science Temple of America. Act 2, all meetings are to be open and closed properly according to the circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Friday is our holy day of rest. Because on a Friday, the first man was formed in flesh, flesh, and on a Friday, the first man departed out of flesh and ascended unto his father, God, Allah. So that cause Friday is the holy day for all Muslims all over the world. Act 3, love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice must be proclaimed and practiced by all members of the more science temple of America. No member is to put in danger or accuse falsely his brother or sister on any occasion at all that may harm his brother or sister because Allah is love. Act 4, all members must, must preserve these holy and divine laws, and all members must obey the laws of the government, because by being a Moorish American, you are part and partial of the government and must live the life accordingly. Act 5, this organization of the Moorish Science Temple of America is not to cause any confusion or to overthrow the laws and constitution of the state government, but to obey hereby. Act 6, with us, all members must, must proclaim their nationality. And we are teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed. 
that they may know that they are part and partial of this state government and know that they are not Negroes, colored folks, black people, or Ethiopians, because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now, and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained Nobu Ali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites, whom inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act 7. All members must promptly attend their meetings and become part and partial or uplifting acts of the Moorish science temple of America. Members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the Moorish science temple of America. Then you are entitled to the name of faith. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband, take care of your children, and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of uplifting a form of humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and minds pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble Juali, through the guise of his father God Allah. Noble Juali, founder, Moorish American prayer, Allah, the father of the universe, the father of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Allah is my protector, my guide, and my salvation by night and by day, through his holy prophet, Juali. Amen. The Moorish Science Temple of America. Home office in Nogujurali, home office Chicago, Illinois, USA, Islam, Islam, Islamism. Happy Holy Day, Michael. All right, Islam, happy Holy Day, brother, and uh, happy birthday as well. Islam, uh, gratitude. Brother Kobe, would you please read our the Rich of the Prophet, please? Islam, Grand Sheik. And happy soul of return to uh, Brother Jackson Bay. I rise and give honor to our great God, Allah. Rise and give honor to our prophet, Noble Drew Ali. Rise and give honor to the forerunner, Marcus Messiah Garvey. Rise and give honor to all Muslims on the call, all Muslims on the planet. Prophet warns all Muslims to be ready at every meeting. I hereby inform all members they must end all radical speeches while at work, in their homes, and on the streets. We are for peace and not destruction. Stop flashing your cards to Europeans. It causes confusion. Remember, your card is for your salvation. Failure to obey these orders will be of severe consequence. We are for love, truth, peace, freedom. And when these principles are violated, justice must then take its course. Any member or group of members who hold malicious feelings towards the temple or the prophet or violate the divine covenant of the Moorish movement will receive their rewards from Allah for their unjust deeds. All true Moors will and must obey the law laid down to them by their prophet. If they lose confidence in their prophet, they should turn in their card and button, cease wearing their turban and fez, and return to the state where I, the prophet, found you. This is a holy and divine movement founded by the prophet Noble Drew Ali. And if the prophet is not right, the temple is not right. The prophet, therefore, is sending out a divine plea to all Moorish Americans. They do their part in protecting the prophet and the temple. This is an everlasting movement founded by the prophet through the will of Allah to redeem his people from their sinful ways. Peace, noble Jurali. To the members of the Moor Science Temple of America, Islam, this is instruction from your prophet, noble Jurali. Be faithful unto your forefather, divine and national creed. 
that you will be blessed for your good deeds that you sow in the flesh. Allah is the one that judges the world and the judgment is on now, but the weak can comprehend it not. The end of times are drawing near. So says Allah to his divine prophet, I know Ali. And that is why many hearts have turned to stone. Many have eyes to see, but cannot see. Ears to hear, but cannot hear. At least they'll be confounded of their sins. These are the trying hours now, dear Moors. And every evil spirit is moving. And they are trying every weak mind to overthrow and drag out the true foundation that has been laid and to cause confusion in the minds of the ones that do believe. But if you have the true love of Allah and the spirit of your forefathers, you fear not what you hear or see, but will sacrifice the utmost of your very life to protect your movement and your profit. Watch your enemies, dear Moors. Your enemies are the ones that speak against your prophet and ridicule him to the very lowest and the ones that speak against your divine and national principles of your temples. Act accordingly and Allah will bless you for your good work. Peace, your divine prophet, Noble Drew Ali. To be proclaimed in every meeting, Islam, I am glad to know I have a few faithful Moors among you all and I desire for them to know the truth and the divine truth. There is a host of jealousy about me and the movement now by the same people of our side of the nation that claimed that I was a joke and unreal. But now since they found out from the government officials and the nations of the earth that this is the only sole foundation that all Asiacs must depend upon for their earthly salvation as American citizens, they are working every scheme that they can to disqualify me so they may take charge of the situation. I have notified all these things to you long ago in the past. It is through the faithful Moors that attribute to the movement and uplifting funds. The ones that pay their divine respects to me and the movement will be remembered. That is why I'm calling upon all faithful Moors to increase their faithfulness to me, your prophet, and your divine Moors movement. I need finance and I need it badly. Never before have I needed finance so badly as I do at present so I can shove aside the discord that is facing the nation. It all comes through jealousy because of my fame and nobility. The nations of the world will not recognize the movement without I, the prophet, being head. It has been proven by my works, which I have performed in the past few years. Prophet, noble Drew Ali. Islam, Islam, Islamism. Happy Holy Day, Mosque. Right, Islamism, happy holy day, brother, and gratitude. Sister Lachey L, would you please read our additional laws? Islam, I rise to give all praise to the great Father God Allah, honors to the Holy Prophet Noble Jawali, honors to Marcus Mazari Garvey, and honors to all Muslims on the call. Questionary and additional laws for the Moorish Americans by the Prophet Noble Jawali. Act one, grand chiefs and governors and heads of all temple, all business, each said temple must be approved by the Prophet Noble Jawali before acting upon by any members, let it be finance, property, or any line of life that will cause the members to sacrifice finance ETC, that will cause the support of any group of members, any formal officer that violates these laws is subject to be removed from his office under a heavy restriction, ETC by the prophet or the grand chief. 
Act two, all members are to attend their EDET meeting and their public meetings promptly. If a member is found standing around on their meeting period, shall be fined 50 cents on the first case. And on the second, he will be fined $1, which will go on your emergency fund. If member is working, his monthly dues must be paid. And if he has money in the bank, he must subscribe for as much as he is able to the more shoplifting funds because it takes finance to uplift the nation. Act three, it is a lawful and divine duty of every good member if he is able in finance to aid me in saving the nation. And if he does not, he is an enemy to the cause of uplifting his own people and justice must catch you. Let it be he or she according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice as I have the power invested in my hands and I will have to enforce the law in order to save the nation. Act four, all members while up making a public speech must not use any assertion against the American flag or speak radical against the church or any members of any organized group because we are to teach love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Act five, all members must promptly attend their meetings and send their children to Sunday school and the teacher must confirm himself to the questionnaire and let every member exercise his five senses who is able to do so because from your Sunday school comes the guiders of the nation. Act six, with us, all members must proclaim their nationality and we're teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed that they may know that they are part and parcel of the said government and know that they are not Negroes, color folks, black people, or Ethiopians, because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now, and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained noble Juwali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites who inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act seven, all members must promptly attend their meetings and become a part and a parcel of all uplifting acts of the Moorish Science Temple. Members must pay their dues and keep in mind with all necessities of the Moorish Science Temple, then you're entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and mind pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble Jurali, through the guidance of his father, God Allah. Islam. Happy Holy Day, Muslims, and happy birthday, Jackson Bay. Islam. All right, Islam and gratitude, sister. A divine warning by the prophet for the nations. The citizens of all free national governments, according to their national constitution, are all of one family bearing one free national name. Those who fail to recognize the free national name of their constitutional government are classed as undesirables 
and are subject to all inferior names and abuses and mistreatments that the citizens care to bestow upon them. And it is a sin for any group of people to violate the national constitutional laws of a free national government and cling to the names and the principles that delude the slavery. I, the prophet, was prepared by the great God, Allah, to warn my people to resit, repent from their sinful ways and go back to the state of mind to their forefathers' divine and national principles, that they will be law abiders and receive their divine rights as citizens according to the free national constitution that was prepared for all free national beings. They are to claim their own free national name and religion. There is but one issue for them to be recognized by this government and of the earth, and it comes only through the connection of the Moorish divine national movement, which is incorporated in this government and recognized by all other nations of the world. And through it, they and their children can receive their divine rights unmolested by other citizens that they can cast a free national ballot at the polls under the free national constitution of the state's government and not under a granted privilege as has been the existing condition for many generations. You who doubt whether I, the prophet, and my principles are right for the redemption of my people, go to those that know the law in the city hall and among the officials in your government and ask them under an intelligent tone, and they will be glad to render you a favorable reply, for they are glad to see me bring you out of darkness into light. Money doesn't make the man. It is free national standards and power that makes a man and a nation. The wealth of all national governments, gold and silver, and commerce belong to the, to the citizens alone. And without your national citizenship by name and principles, you have no true wealth. And I am hereby calling on all true citizens that stand for a free na national free government and the enforcement of the constitution to help me in my great missionary work because I need all support from all true American citizens of the United States of America. Help me to save my people who have fallen from the constitutional laws of the government. I'm depending on your support to get them back to the constitutional fold again, that they will learn to love instead of hate and will live according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice supporting our free national constitution of the United States of America. I love my people and I desire their unity and mine back to their own free national and divine standard because day by day they have been violating the national and constitutional laws of their government by claiming names and principles that are unconstitutional. If Italians, Greeks, English, Chinese, Japanese, Turks, and Arabians are forced to proclaim their free national name and religion, before the constitutional government of the United States of America, it is no more than right that the law should be enforced upon all other American citizens alike. In all other governments, when a man is born and raised there and asks for his national descent name, and if he fails to give it, he is misused, imprisoned, or exiled. Any group of people that fail to answer up to the constitutional standards of law by name and principles because to be a citizen of any government, you must claim your national descent name because they place their trust upon issue and names formed by their forefathers. The word Negro deludes in the Latin language to the word nigger, the same as the word colored deludes to anything that is painted, varnished, and dyed. <clears throat> and every nation must bear a national descent name of their forefathers because honoring thy fathers and thy mothers your days will be lengthened upon this earth. These names have never been recognized by any true American citizens of this day. 
Through your free national name, you are known and recognized by all nations of the earth that are recognized by said national government in which they live. The 14th and 15th Amendments brought the North and South in unit, placing the Southerners who were at that time without power with the constitutional body of power. And at that time, 1865, the free national constitutional law that was enforced since 1774 declared all men equal and free. And if all men are declared by the free national constitution to be free and equal, since that constitution has never been changed, there's no need for the application of the 14th and 15th amendments for the salvation of our people and citizens. So there isn't but one supreme issue for my people to use to redeem that which was lost and that is through the above statements. Then the lion and the lamb can lie down together in yonder hills and neither will be harmed because love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice will be reigning in this land. In those days, the United States will be one of the greatest civilized and prosperous governments in the world. But if the above principles are not carried out by the citizens and my people in this government, the worst is yet to come because the great God of the universe is not pleased with the works that are being performed in North America by my people. And this great sin must be removed from the land to save it from enormous earthquakes, diseases, ETC. And I, the prophet, do herein believe that this administration of the government being more wisely prepared by more genius citizens that believe in their free national constitution and laws, and through the help of such classes of citizens, I, the prophet, truly believe that my people will find the true and divine way of their forefathers and learn to stop serving carnal customs and merely ideas of men that have never done them any good, but have always harmed them. So I, the prophet, am hereby calling aloud with the divine plea to all true American citizens to help me to remove this great sin, which has been committed and is being practiced by my people in the United States of America, because they know it is not the true and divine way. And without understanding, they have fallen from the true light into utter darkness of sin. And there's not a nation on earth today that will recognize them socially, religiously, politically, or economically, ETC, in their present condition of their endeavorment in which they themselves try to force upon a civilized world. They will not refrain from their sinful ways of action and their deeds have brought Jim Crowism, segregation, and everything that brings harm to human beings on earth. And they fought the Southerner for all these great misuses. But I've traveled in the South and have examined conditions there and it is the works of my people continuously practicing the things which bring dishonor, disgrace, and disrespect to any nation that lives the life. And I'm hereby calling on all true American citizens for moral support and finance to help me in my great missionary work to bring my people out of darkness into marvelous light. From the prophet. Right, Islam Morris. Islam Moors and happy holy day. Um, before we get started um, in the Quran, we're going to be actually in chapter 42 today. But before we get started, I'd just like to speak about a few things. All right. As some of you or maybe all of us know, Ramadan starts this evening. And um, this is a practice where probably a billion people or nearly a billion uh, people all over the world, Muslims, will be fasting and um, making sure that they're praying and fasting throughout this whole period. It lasts from 
this evening up until May 1st. All right. And um want to go over a few things. Um, you can see the image that's up on the screen. Uh, you see your brother Amor with his head wrapped in a turban, and it says high priest in parentheses, Mohammedan saying his prayers. Okay. And as you can see, he's standing upright with his hands up, palms facing out. All right. And I'm just showing this because our prophet, Noble Drew Ali, came to us and showed us how to pray, right? He, um, you could say he returned something to us because we practice Islamism, the old time religion, right? So he returned ancient ways to us. So we have our own way of praying, right? And not saying that there's anything wrong with um, kneeling down or, or bowing down to pray. There's nothing wrong with it at all. But let's just be real about things. The creator of the universe, right? Is not going to really care or punish you, you know, if you're standing or kneeling down, right? That that's that's inconsequential, okay? So we have something though that's for us specifically where we stand up and pray, all right? And so I just wanted to share that with you too. Um, also, just speaking about prayer, okay? Um, just briefly. Um, it's said that prayer is when you're speaking to the creator and then meditation is when you're listening to the uh, creator. And I'm saying that for a couple of reasons. One thing I want to share something with you. Um, this was actually written by brother R. Thomas Bay out of Temple 13 in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, he was the assistant Sunday school instructor. All right. And this is um, entitled Catchism on the powers of meditation and prayer. Okay, and as I read this, if anybody has anything they'd like to add or any questions, just feel free to chime in um, or raise your hand in the chat. Okay, uh, should Moorish American Muslims meditate? And then it says, yes. Why should we meditate? It says three times in the Moorish Holy Quran. And then in parentheses, it says once in chapter 12 and twice in chapter 35 the topic of meditation is mentioned. This definitely points to the fact that Prophet Noble Drew Ali wanted us to meditate and stresses the importance of doing so by mentioning it three times. So it's in chapter 12, verse one. And um, actually, let's just go ahead and go to those chapters as I bring that up. So that's in chapter 12, verse one. Bear with me, Morris. Trying to move a little faster here. Okay, there we go. All right. So, yeah, here we go. 12 verse 1. In silent meditation, Jesus sat beside a flowing spring. It was a holy day. And many people of the servant caste were near the place. All right. So we have that in chapter 12. Then we have that twice in chapter 35. And that's in verses 35, 20 and 35, 22. All right. <laughs> All right, and so this is speaking specifically about 
the gifts that were endowed to us, uh, endowed to man, right? Which is obviously speaking about man and woman. But thee, he hath endued thee with reason to maintain thy dominion. He hath fitted thee with language to improve thy society and exalted thy mind with the powers of meditation to contemplate and adore his inimitable inimitable perfections. And then in verse 22, it says, Oh, praise his goodness with songs of thanksgiving and meditate in silence on the wonders of his love. So when we pray, right, it's when we're communicating or speaking. When we meditate, we really want to quiet the mind. Okay, meditate in silence on the wonders of his love. Let thy heart overflow with gratitude and acknowledgement. Let the language of thy lips speak praise and adoration. Let the actions of thy life show thy love to his law, right? But for the most part, um, in meditation, we want to quiet the mind. One of the easiest ways to do that is just to focus on your breathing. Maybe even focus on slowing down your breathing. Maybe even just counting. That's one of the, actually, that's, that's probably like the best way to start meditating, especially for us that, um, those of us who aren't used to doing that, right, is to breathe, you know, breathe in, counting to 10 or, or eight or wherever you need to start at. And then once you're comfortable there, maybe taking it a little further, counting to 15. Once you're counting to 20, and when I say counting, I mean breathe in and count and then breathe out and count. So if you're breathing in 10, you're breathing out 10. But once you're doing it for 20 seconds, you're only taking three breaths a minute right? And then once you're doing it for 30 seconds, 30 seconds in, 30 seconds out, that's one breath a minute. You want to know what happens when your breathing um, slows down to one breath a minute? You're altering your consciousness, okay? And so ultimately, that's what we all want to do. We want to get into slowing our breaths down, quieting our mind, West White um, counting, it works both ways because now you're just focused on slowing your breath down. And then that takes your mind also off of other things, like the million things that could be running through your head, right? So we want to get that out, that chatter. And then we also want to slow down our breaths. So doing that works both ways. And so that, that's a good way to do it. And, um, you know, we another maybe another time we could speak also about actually altering our consciousness by slowing the breath down. But just trust me, as you slow it down, especially getting down to one breath a minute, which isn't as hard as it seems, especially if you don't try to start at 30 seconds. You don't want to start there. Start at five seconds, five in, five out. And then as you get more comfortable, work up from there. OK, but once you get to 30 seconds in and 30 seconds out, you're just taking one breath a minute. And you're sitting there still calm and you'll be surprised what you're capable of doing. Okay. But this is what is stressed to us three times in the Quran, the importance of meditation. Okay. So this is a part of our life. It's more American Muslims. All right. And then also wanted to stress that too, that praying and meditating are two different things. All right. Now, for most people, prayer is, you know, maybe 
clasping the hands together or even maybe even kneeling down and 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 saying a prayer or or um you know asking the creator for things or you know asking for someone to be healed or something like that that's one way of praying okay but it, there's uh, there's actually other ways as well <laughs> all right but um you know this is just to keep it simple there's a difference so one is the communication you you know maybe in your head or even maybe even saying it out loud communicating to the creator but then meditation you want to quiet all that down right and you may even get messages from the creator from the higher self when you're in meditation so that's why we want to quiet our our mind quiet our thoughts all right so going back to this catchism on the powers of meditation and prayer it says name at least three gifts from god which distinguish man with peculiar favor and exalts his station above the creatures and we just read that since 35 20 he hath endued thee with reason so it's reason language and meditation he says he hath endowed thee with reason to maintain thy dominion reason to maintain thy dominion he hath fitted thee with language to improve thy society and exalted thy mind with the powers of meditation to contemplate and adore his inimitable perfections okay so reason to maintain our dominion right we're we're able to figure things out you know people can literally we we can we can live anywhere on the planet doesn't matter whether you're in you know the desert you could be in the jungle you could be you know in somewhere in between in the mountains we're able to figure things out we're capable of doing this um and then also maintaining it right language is to improve thy society right not to gossip not to tear others down to improve and then exalted thy mind with the powers of meditation right so this is another gift to contemplate and adore his inimitable perfections and then um um carrying on it says aside from these gifts mentioned in the chapter there is also high order thinking and or the ability to think in tenses which includes meditation there's also the fact that we were given consciousness a strong will creativity imagination etc all right um moving on says uh what is meditation meditation is the attuning of our mind and body to their spiritual source it's not musing or daydreaming, right? So that's why I'm saying too, with meditation, we want to quiet the mind down. We don't necessarily want to um, be thinking about different things um, from our perspective. We want to quiet that part of the mind down and allow the higher self to come through, right? It is not um, musing or daydreaming, speaking on meditation. It is a devotional exercise of contemplation. In meditation, the higher self, a line man is contacted. In prayer, we speak to God. In meditation, God speaks to us. What is the intent of meditation? Meditation is intended to still the activity of the mind and cleanse the soul of all that destroys its purity. All right? Um, to still the activity of the mind 
and cleanse the soul of all that destroys its purity. In Acts 7, we are instructed to keep our hearts and minds pure with love and regular meditation and regular prayer are two of the vehicles by which we come into compliance with this mandate. Islam, so is prayer and meditation the same thing, Morris? No. No. Islam. No, it is not. All right. And um, I ask that we all, um, as since Ramadan is starting this evening, let's all, you know, before perfect time would, do, would be before going to sleep tonight, let's all pray and meditate. You know, maybe pray for a couple minutes, maybe two minutes, three minutes, doesn't have to be long, one minute. And then meditate. Try meditating for maybe 10 or 15 minutes. Okay. Um, most of you more thinking that maybe everybody on here has that MP3. I think I sent it to everybody. I would, I would try that. Put that on some headphones. And just focus on slowing the breath down. You know, breathing in 10 seconds out 10 seconds all right okay so <laughs> moving on um let's see how does meditation help us helps us focus concentrate clarity cleanse and connect all right and um meditation what does it reveal to us it reveals the relationship between our duty and our nature why is it important to know and understand a relationship between our duty and our nature? Then we have a quote from the uh, Moorish Holy Quran, 35 verse uh, 21. And in the laws he hath ordained as the rules of life, so kindly hath he united thy duty to thy nature, that obedience to his precepts is happiness to, its, to thyself. All right. And... Um, also, just about prayer. What does prayer say about the one who prays and why is it always good? Prayer is always good because it says that there's something bigger than I am, right? So we're acknowledging. This is the act of remembrance, remembering and acknowledging the creator. All right. Um, all right. So let me go. Let's go ahead and move forward. So did want to share that. Um, if anybody has any questions though about that prayer meditation, how we um do as Moors, feel free to speak up. Feel free. All right. Um, one thing too, right? Oh, all right, is Muslims cleansing before prayer. Right? The Prophet Noble Drew Ali says in the Constitution and Bylaws, Article 7. We must keep their hearts and minds pure with love and their bodies clean with water. Right? So this is something to share for all of us. Okay? All right. So if we're looking at our hands, washing our hands, right? This is something we can do um, before prayer. Washing our hands while saying, let, thy, let these hands do only the work of truth. Let these hands work towards peace and seek to build humanity. Right? This is something we could keep in mind or say 
So say to yourself while washing, let these hands do only the work of truth. Let these hands work towards peace and seek to build humanity. All right. If you want to, boys, I could I could send this to everybody after this uh, meeting. All right. And then also with our face, you know, eyes, mouth, nose, ears, eyes, let me see a lie in those that lie, even in those that seek mischief. Let my eyes only seek truth, right? With our mouth, washing the mouth, cleansing. Let me only speak the words of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Let me speak of justice as my guide. Nose, uh, washing the nose. Let me be conscious as I breathe the breath of life. The ears, let me hear the clarity of the truth and let me obey. Let this body, O Allah, respond to the oneness of Allah. In doing this, we're showing gratitude, right? And we're also speaking what we intend, what we, our higher nature into existence, right? Speaking that into um, play, okay? And then with the head too, let my mind stay ever resolute and let me build around, man, a mind of resolution. Washing the neck, let my communication be kind and considerate. Let me be among the pious and those that forgive. Let me stay ever mindful and thankful for this body till its very end. Let me be ever grateful for its sacrifice. All right. And once again, in doing this, like as a ritual, cleansing before prayer, this is showing gratitude for all of these things that we're washing. And then it's also speaking what we want to do to bring out our higher nature. And our body will listen. We have command over this. We just tend to not exercise it. Right. But this is the station that we were given. So we have command over all of this. And then also the last, the feet. Let these feet walk in righteousness and towards truth. Let these feet seek after the labor for the divinity of man and humanity. And so, um, you know, I'm not just saying this to you. You go and do this like this is what I'm going to do. And I think we should all do this more because in doing this, we're telling our body what to do. And I say, don't do it by yourself like in the in the closet like somewhere like it's something to be ashamed of this is something to be proud of this is something that we need to do with our families like especially with the children we need to do this together right as a unit and um in one way we're showing gratitude and i keep saying this over and over again but for a reason all right but also we are telling our body what to do we are taking command we're calling our higher self out we're we're this is how it's supposed to be. We are supposed to command the lower self, you know, and 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 give it instruction. All right. And so this is a beautiful thing to do. And then with Ramadan, of course, we'll be praying every day. So we'll be doing it every day. But this is something that we should always do. All right. But especially now. Let's give it a try. All right. And um, see, I think there, there was something else I'm trying to remember. Maybe to come back to me. So let's go ahead and go into chapter 42, Morris, chapter 42. But remember, um, as I take this picture down, remember that what our prophet returned to us is ancient. This is why that's up, right? So the the way that we pray, all right, it's it may be new, but it's also ancient. And this is for us. So this is what we do, Morris. All right. And let's go ahead and go into chapter 42 on weakness. 
Right. Okay, holy instructions from the prophet, weakness. Vain and inconstant as thou art, O child of imperfection, how canst thou be weak? Is it not inconstancy connected with frailty? Avoid the danger of the one, and thou shalt escape the mischiefs of the other. Wherein art thou most weak? In that wherein thou seemest most strong, in that wherein most thou glorious even in possessing the things which thou hast and using the good that is about thee. Art not thy desires also frail? Or knowing thou even what it is thou wouldest wish? When thou hast obtained what most thou soughtest after, behold, it contenteth thee not. Wherefore loseth the pleasure that is before thee? It's relish. And why appeareth that which is yet to come the sweeter. Behold, thou art wearied with the good of this. Behold, thou knowest not the evil of that which is not with thee. Know that to be content is to be happy. Couldst thou choose for thyself, would thy creator lay before thee all that thy heart could ask for? Would happiness then remain with thee? Or would joy always dwell in thy gates? Alas, the weakness forbiddeth it. Thy infirmity declareth against it. Variety is to thee in the place of pleasure, but that which permanently delighteth must be permanent. When that is gone, thou repenteth to the loss of it. Though while it was with thee, thou despiseth it. That which succeedeth it hath no more pleasure to thee and thou afterwards quarrelest with thyself for preferring it. Behold, the only circumstance in which thou rest not. Is there anything in which weakness appeareth more than in desiring things? It is in the possessing and in the using of them. Good things cease to be good in our enjoyment of them. What nature meant pure sweets are sources of bitterness to us. For our delights arise pain from our joys sorrow. Be moderate in the enjoyment, and it shall remain in thy possession. Let thy joy be founded on reason, and to its end shall sorrow be a stranger. The delights of love are ushered in by sighs, and they terminate in languishment and dejection. The objects thou burnest for nauseates with satiety. And no sooner hast thou possessed it, but thou art weary of its presence. Uh, soon, uh, excuse me. Join esteem to thy admiration. Unite friendship with the love. So shalt thou find in the end content so absolute that it surpasseth raptures. Tranquility more worth than ecstasy. Allah hath given thee no good without its admixture of evil. But he hath given thee also the means of throwing off the evil from it. As joy is not without its alloy of pain, so neither is sorrow without its portion of pleasure. Joy and grief, though unalike, are united. 
our own choice only can give them to us entirely. Melancholy itself often giveth delight, and the extremity of joys are mingled with tears. Um, the best things in the hands of a fool may be turned to his destruction, and out of the worst, the wise will find means of good. So blended is, uh, excuse me, so blended is weakness in thy nature, O man, that thou hast not strength either to be good nor to be evil entirely. Rejoice that thou canst not excel in evil, and let the good that is within thy reach content thee. The virtues are allotted to various stations. Seek not after impossibilities, nor grieve that thou canst not possess them all. Wouldst thou at once have the liberality of the rich and the contentment of the poor? Shall the wife of thy bosom be despised because she showeth not the virtues of the widow? If thy father sink before thee in the divisions of thy country, can at once thy justice destroy him and thy duty save his life? If thou behold thy brother in the agonies of slow death, is it not mercy to put a period in his life? And is it not also death to be his murderer? Truth is but one. Thy doubts are of thine own raising. He who made virtues what they are, planted in thee a knowledge of their preeminence. Act as thy soul dictates to thee, and the end shall always be right. Islam. All right, Islam. Um, let's talk about this a little bit more. Um, this, do any of you Moors have anything you would like to share about uh, chapter 42 or any questions? All right. Islam. So um, speaking about weakness. OK. Um, weakness is the condition or quality of being weak. Right. The lack of strength, firmness, vigor or the like. Likely to fail under pressure, stress or strain, lacking firmness of character or strength of will. OK. And in this, the prophet is teaching us how to overcome weakness. All right, but he's also letting us know that it's in our nature, right? It's it's one with being being human, right? They go hand in hand. Okay, so this is definitely something we all want to listen to. And remember, we're going over the lower self right now. So chapters 40 through 44, specifically speaking about the lower self. All right, and um speaking about the five foes of man. Okay. So, um, go to verse eight, that which succeedeth it hath no more pleasure to thee, sorry, hath no more pleasure to thee, and thou afterwards quarreleth with thyself for preferring it. Behold, the only circumstances in which thou arrest not. Right. So weakness, that's the only thing that that we don't really have control over. And, and you know, no matter what we do, we're always going to be subservient to it. If we don't elevate above. You know, the, the carnal desires, the desires of the body. 
all right, or the body of desires. Islam, and on, on that note, I yield the floor. I see Sister Douglas Sell has a question. Islam, first and foremost, I'd like to rise and give praise to our Father God Allah, honors to his prophet, Noble Drali, honors to all of Allah's prophets, and honors to all you Muslims in attendance on this holy day. Um, I just want to add um, in verse four, where it says, know that to be content is to be happy. Now that is a very powerful statement right there because this takes us back to the teachings of Jesus. And when he was teaching the toilers that heaven is a state of mind. So it's going back to our mind work. It's a 24 hour thing. We always have to be the ones that are the masters of what we are focused on. And we are to focus on gratitude and being content because that's where we find peace. And that is our ultimate duties as man on earth is to find peace with ourselves and to know our Father God Allah. I yield the floor, Islam. Islam, sister, and I'm glad you said that. Um, and that just goes back, that just makes me think back to what we were just speaking about, like with prayer, with doing this this um ritual for cleansing right because we're expressing gratitude for all of these things that we may take for granted right just you know the eyes the nose all of these things right being being grateful no matter where we're at in life right always being grateful and um this is something that can't be taken from you right if we're appreciating everything that we have right here and now um instead of you know being grateful when you get this promotion or whatever it is, whatever aims or desires that you have, right? And um, as it says here too in verse three, right? Art not thy desires also frail, right? Because even when, when you get it, it's not good enough anymore once you've obtained it. But knoweth thou even what it is thou wouldest wish. When thou has obtained what most thou soughtest after, behold, it contenteth thee not right so once it's obtained you know whatever it is it contented thee not right so the things even that we long for it still leaves you with the emptiness once you've obtained it because it's coming from the desires of the flesh and that's the carnal nature right and it's not you know not knocking it not saying like it's bad or evil just saying that it doesn't matter what we desire right we want it in the physical realm the physical manifest right and it's not being directed by reason, it's never going to be good enough, right? And that's why, too, it would be good, too, just on a regular basis, just giving gratitude, expressing gratitude, right? Just in a simple manner, even just with the cleansing before prayer. And doing this not by yourself, right, in secret, no, doing it with the family, so that everyone can see and understand this is an important an important part of life. All right. And then we're also calling the higher self forth and, and quieting the carnal nature. Putting the carnal nature back in its rightful place to listen for instruction. Right. So that's why I like too with this cleansing to, to wash 
the eyes and to say, let me see a lot in those that lie. We're calling, we're, we're giving instruction to our carnal nature, right? Washing the head, let my mind stay ever re- resolute, right? Washing the feet, let these feet walk in righteousness. So we're giving instruction. That's what we're supposed to do, all right? And we, we need to internalize this and make this a way of life. And like I said, again, do it as a family. Islam, Islam, brother Jackson Bay. Islam, brother, I yield the floor. Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, you're real low, but we can hear you. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. It's low, but we can hear you. Can you hear me now? All right, that's better, Islam. Um, um, yeah, I just wanted to um come back on what you were on the build on, on upon upon gratitude and um also um what else um this um verse was speaking out to and I feel like like you were saying being gratitude that's how we can overcome our weakness. And like the I was reading here in chapter nine, where it says, Is there anything in which thou weakness wickedness weakness appears more than in desiring things? And then it goes down here further, right? And it says, uh good things cease to be good and die enjoy in our enjoyment of them, right? Which causes our weakness. What nature what nature meant pure sweets are sources of bitterness to us. For our delights arise pains, for our joys sorrows. But then I was like, this is the key to it. It is like be moderate in thy enjoyment, and it shall remain in thy possession. Meaning that joy is gonna come to us, but it's but it's also joy and sorrow is intertwined. So we're when we're moderate, you know, we get the best out of life. And being gratitude and thankful and being content, you know, gratitude just leads to us being content with the things that we do have, allowing things to um, come. And then the next sentence says, let thy joy be founded on reason, and it and its end shall sorrow be a stranger. So the more that we acquire virtues and know how to apply them in our lives specifically, the more, you know, when we make these um, virtues a friend, our sorrows become a stranger because one of the main virtues, uh, one of the 12 virtues is temperance. And temperance is moderation so uh that's why i just wanted to add to the bill peace and love islam brother gratitude and um yeah so the same thing like as you're saying um this is basically uh letting us know where true happiness lies right it comes from within and it's a state of mind so it's not something that we obtain when we get some physical thing or accomplish some goal right? It comes from within. And if we can maintain this by being grateful at all times, right? Not grateful when you get that purse or that outfit or those shoes or whatever, right? That girl or that dude you've been trying to get, right? Grateful right now for all of the things. And like, as the brother Jackson Bay said, in moderation. So we're appreciating all the little things. And as it says in this same chapter, not um taking things for granted and then when it gets taken from us now all of a sudden now we appreciate it now we wish we had it right so we don't need to lose the ability 
to um, walk or the ability to see to appreciate it. We need to appreciate that all the time. Okay. And that's something that, um, that will give us true happiness. All right. Um, as it's saying too, in verse 12, the, the, the delights of love are ushered in by size and they terminate in languishment and dejection. The objects thou burneth for nauseates with satiety. I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but that means satisfied. As one's appetite or desire to the point of boredom. Surfeit. With surfeit is to indulge, to excess in anything. Right? So the objects thou burneth for nauseates with, with um, you know, this excess feeling of trying to, you know, obtain all of these things, even when you've gotten it, right? And no sooner hast thou possessed it, but thou art weary of its presence, right? So this this happens a lot, you know, it, it could be with anything, it could be with clothes, all types of material things. Once you get it, you realize it really wasn't all it was cracked up to be, okay? So we can't be caught up in that. And it's good that this is in there because this is what's um this is what is promoted in this day and age right the attainment of physical possessions um even even getting surgeries to alter our, our bodies to alter the way they look right that is also that fits in here because then when you do this surgery then you realize that it really wasn't all that it was cracked up to be and that there's a downside to it and all this other stuff that comes along with it, right? It really wasn't worth it. But this is what's being promoted to the people. And that's why I was saying it's important too that we pray as a family and do this together so that everyone is getting this message, this uplifting message. Because we don't want to just send them out into the world to be programmed to be a slave to their lower self. So it's important that we do this as a unit, like for the whole household. I'm not saying you need to force somebody to do it if they're not trying to, but you know it's important that we do it as a household, all right? Because ultimately, that's what this is all doing. It's teaching us not to be a slave to our lower self. So um, this weakness then, right, this being spoken of, it's pretty much inherent in our nature. It's inherent in the nature of being man being a woman right and the prophet tells us how to overcome it or he teaches us how to overcome it right but the main driver for this weakness is the unrestrained desiring of things so as the brother jackson bay said it's you know in in moderation right this unrestrained desiring and and that may be difficult with all of the things that people are bombarded with in this day and age always wanting something right aren't the children always begging for something right they anything they're watching on tv it's got like a hundred things in there that they're promoting and the way things are now right the children they'll watch people playing video games on youtube they're not even playing the games or they'll watch other children playing with toys they're not even playing with toys anymore they're watching other people playing with it but the whole time they're being sold something right so now they want something and then when they get it they might play with it for a little bit. Now they want something new already, right? And so we're being trained. And we've been, it was like that when I was younger too. So we're being trained to always desire and want things. And this is what Western civilization has to offer. 
That's it. It's empty. It's a shell. It's an empty shell. And so this is what Western civilization does. It puts it in a nice little plastic package with all this cardboard and styrofoam and, and, you know, bright colors. And they try to make it look nice, but it's hollow and shallow and it's empty. And so when you get it, it's not good enough. It's on to the next thing, right? So we don't want to be caught up in that. And we want to end that cycle of desiring these things for our children as well. Right, so we can gain um, true substance, and that substance comes from within. It comes from spirit, right? Waking in our our um, our awareness of Allah within us, the source. So this is what we want to increase. We don't want to increase the attainment of of things and packages. Okay. Islam, as uh, Sister Lachey said, right? We're never satisfied, always needing more. So we, we want to put an end to that. And then also, this is good leading into Ramadan as well, because, all right, with this period where we should be fasting during the daytime, if you're able to, okay? If you're able to, we would be, Using this as an opportunity to exercise mastery over our lower selves, just in that act of fasting, right? Abstaining from food or, or drink if you're able to, you know, if, I mean, most people don't probably need to drink water during the day, but, you know, if abstaining from eating, you know, and then praying and meditating, making this an everyday thing, right? We're retraining our focus on the spirit. This is great. All right. This is great. It's perfect leading into this. Um, so just going back into this, the prophet is letting us know that unrestrained desiring of things, that's where the weakness comes from. That's how we allow it to creep in. And remember, that's what Western civilization has to offer. Just things, materials, plastic and cardboard and, you know, packages. That's it. And then once you obtain it, is it good enough? No, of course not. Of course not. All right. So um, we want to go to source. We want to connect to spirit. All right. So what did the prophet teach us to overcome weakness? All right. First is to be content with what you have. Be content right now. Not when you get the house or when you get the job, the money, the car, the whatever you no, be content now. And one way to be content right now is by being showing gratitude, even um, because there's always things that go wrong. So even when things are going wrong, you have something to be grateful for, right? If, if things are going wrong and you're not in the hospital right now, you have something to be grateful for. Um, I know just before a convention, like a year ago, well, two years ago, I was in the hospital for like, <laughs> I had kidney stones removed. I was in there for a long time. It was crazy. It was horrible, <laughs> you know? And um, just being in there, I mean, like, you know, it, it resets your focus, right, on what's really important. So we always 
can be content with what we have because we always have something to be grateful for. So even if someone's pissing you off, excuse my language, even if someone is angering you or maybe got fired or something, you know, quote unquote bad happened, if you're walking around, you have something to be grateful for, right? So always be content. Then um, second, be moderate in the enjoyment of things. All right? Not getting caught up. Because that also can lead to you desiring getting caught up in this endless cycle, which is always up and down. Right? The desiring of things, it's never going to be enough. And be virtuous in the acquiring and usage of things. Right? Virtues are higher nature. Okay? And just using food as an example. Right? We acquiring food not overdoing it right that's one thing that you would you would want to exercise your higher virtues in and how you use and acquire things right because if you're not doing that with food you're going to be overweight going to have health issues right going to have problems that's just one simple way for me to put it but um we can use this in everything in life and in doing this we can overcome weakness all right this is one of the five folds of man so it's actually not that difficult to overcome it, but we have to mentally be on our job, right? We can't get caught slipping out here, Islam. Um, all right, Islam. So um, does anyone have anything they would like to say or um, any questions about anything we spoke about? All right, Islam, brother. Jackson Bay, I yield the floor. Peace and love. Uh, I just wanted, I just wanted to say before, um, just to add on to something I was thinking about during Ramadan, because you know we're going through a fast, and uh, another thing that I don't think is enough is focused on is our tongues, and uh, and it made me think because. Like the prophet said, and I just want to read tongues real quick. Um, It says, one of the most difficult things in this world to get control of is the human tongue. Kipling never wrote anything more truer than when he wrote that man may hold most any post if he only holds his tongue. Before you set your tongue to action, get it under control. A single tongue can do more harm in the world than a battalion of soldiers. For soldiers can only kill but bodies, while the tongue can kill reputations and characters. Really, it is too bad that we have no laws to curb tongues from lying and scandalizing. No doubt you all have read the story of Iago, a character of one a character in one of Shakespeare's plays, when he powerfully picked Pictured in the character of Iago, the terrible consequences following the path of an evil tongue. Iago not only destroyed the reputation and pure character of Desdemona, but he finally, through Othello, killed her body. That's why I say compel your tongue to speak helpful messages or else keep it still. Make it a rule of your life to use your tongue for high purposes only. Resolve to speak of men and women of no other way unless you speak of good qualities of the man of that man or woman. 
No one ever gained happiness out of injuring the feelings or character of someone else. No one ever failed to get happiness by speaking well of others. So learn as if you were to live forever and live as live as if you were to die tomorrow. So I just think that part of our meditation should be, you know, in everyday life. Not only, you know, you know, during times like this is to meditate on our tongues, you know, and be moderate on the things we say. Because a lot of times I know my very first Ramadan, uh, I was so hungry, I was cursing. And, uh, you know, that was my very first one. It was hot. I was working. I was cursing and stuff like that. And then, you know, this would be my fourth Ramadan. And that's what I want to really work on because it's about conquering the lower self. And the prophet properly prepared for us the very first sentence of tongues. One of the most difficult things in this world to get control of is the human tongue. And I know from my, my personal experience, my tongue, man, I'm just happy to have people that's still around me. So um, peace and love. I just wanted to add that. Islam, brother, and yeah, gratitude for sharing that. Um, that also just goes back to what we were saying earlier with chapter 35, verse 20, speaking about language. He has fitted thee with language to improve thy society. That's it. To improve thy society. So, you know, no, no sinful discourse, you know, no, you know, insults and things of that nature. That's not why we have a tongue. That's not why we have the ability to communicate with language, right? Um, that's why, too, I think it would be good if we do this cleanse before praying and washing the mouth, say, let me only speak the words of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Let me speak of justice as my guide, right? I, I'm going to write that type that out too and share with you more but um definitely something we we should do on a daily basis and not just in ramadan but um you know this is a better time than ever to get started okay so um i'll send that out to everybody later on um does anybody else have anything they would like to say or any questions Um, okay, so if there's no more uh, comments or questions, one announced without further ado, we're going to go into the closing of the meeting. All right, um, I would just remind all Moors uh, to go to the website, moorishamericans.com. Hang on, I'm going to put a link in here. So make sure you go there and um, you can use the information on there to pay your dues and or to send a donation to the temple. Let me go ahead and get this up. And I'll put that link in the chat. Also, um, if you haven't done so already, Make sure you uh, make a free profile on the website. I keep saying we're going to be using that more often, but we we will. We will actually be using that more often. So, yeah, you can use the information on there for your dues, your temple dues, and also to send a donation. That's in the chat. 
It's in the chat right now. Okay, and um, on that note, let's go ahead and close out. All right, all, all meetings are to be open and closed promptly according to the Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. We ask that all Moors please rise and face the East for the closing prayer. All right, Moors, Allah, bind our hearts and minds back to our ancient forefathers, divine creed and principles. We ask this in our holy name and the seven Elohim. Amen. Islam, Moors, happy holy day. This meeting is now adjourned. Islam, happy holy day, Muslims. Islam, happy holy day.